Fred and Fred, Fred and Fred, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Our second one of the week, Tuesday, for those of you with a calendar. I don't know mm-hmm. that. Flip it. Uh, here we go. We're live in the one thirty Eastern hour, and boy, is my list packed. Oh, man, you got a packed list. We need to get to it then. Rip right at the top, right at the top. Wally World is crying today. Mm. Hitler's Hungry franchise is thriving. Samantha Be Gone. Uh, first thing I'd do if I win the Mega Millions is buy you a pizza. Oh, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alex Jones, I got your crisis actor shtick right here. <laughs> Matt Gates goes full Little Rush and the Pelosi Files. Oh, um... Do the do the Matt Gates one because he's just such an incredible asshole. We always think that Ted Cruz has, has lapped the field when it comes to biggest asshole in the universe, and then we somebody else tries to make an entry. All right, if if you can, as I start this, can you uh, can you pick up your little hotline there? <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can get, get it. Get little Rush ready to <laughs> uh, ready to join us. Here you go. Matt Gates doubling down on comments that he made last week where he stated, why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. His comments were uh, kind of an, an inverse and shittier version of the old George Carlin line, which is, why is it that most of the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? Correct, yeah. See, th- that's why you leave comedy to the professionals, like right. the late George Carlin. When asked about his comments on Monday, mm-hmm. Gates refused to back down and stated he's glad the constitutional right to abortion was struck down. <sighs> The reporter asked Gates, well, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think those comments are offensive? Be offended, was his answer. I'm very pro-life, says Matt Gates. I make no apology about it. I'm grateful that Roe has been overturned and that Dobbs is now the jurisprudence on abortion. And I find those people who got out and in these pro-abortion, pro-murder rallies, odious and just like ugly on the inside and out. And I make no apologies for it. Now, if I'm correct, uh, Britt, Little Rush, if you can uh, summon him up, made not identical comments, but but very similar comments about liberal women and and that morphed into the the uh, word that he coined which still lives on feminazis that was that was his word 
was it not? You got a little rush there? Little yes. rush, are you listening in to us? Yes. Yip, yip, yahoo. Greetings and salutations all across hell. Tis I, little rush on the little Brad and Brit network. It is fantastic to be with you for another day of broadcast excellence as I am being sodomized by dragons in hell. Yes. Matt Gates, delightful. And he's ripping off my material, but uh, it's okay because he's one of us. And by one of us, I mean pedophile. <laughs> many many years ago i i talked about how i would not fuck a a liberal woman with uh my dick with with snurdly's dick and ted kennedy pushing and uh it, it is truer today than ever these women my god they couldn't get impregnated with a fistful of 50s at a chippendale show and yet they're worried about someone uh, uh, impregnating them either against their will or it, it's just uh, pathetic, folks. Hang on. Little Rush, I came prepared. Yes. I came armed yes. to this discussion because I was looking for famous women who I think you'll agree. And you can rate them if you, you want to play rate a woman who's had an abortion. You want to play that game? Well, sure, of course. Let's, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, right, rate a woman go. who's had an abortion, folks. Exactly. Here you go. Ready? Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno, uh, if you, I mean, let's be honest. She's been uh, for a number, back in her heyday, folks. Uh, if you were, and she was, if you wanted to, you know, get with a Hispanic chick, you could have done a lot worse than that. And obviously, since she got an abortion, she's easy. Absolutely. I, I'm going to give her, in her heyday, Solid 7.2. I'm oh. Dave Portnoy. This is the One Bite Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's keep going down the list here. Uh, well, of course, there's Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem. Yeah. Well, did you see her in the bunny costume, though, folks? Yes. Yeah, the very, she, you know, she still has got it going on. What is she, like 88 or something? Not bad. Hubba. 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 Back in the day, I'd give her a solid 7.5. I'd better have a Rita. Well, because she's white. <laughs> little, rush, little rush did any of your wives make you watch dancing with the stars yes uh, the, the last one what was the last one what i left all the money to yeah uh, I, I, I can't remember cheryl burke cheryl I can't, burke i can't remember the dancer oh, oh cheryl okay. burke's hot fantastic body seven seven Had absolutely abortion. a seven seven all the way uma thurman oh nine solid nine. Oh my god the breasts on that one Oh, uh, busy, busy Phillips. You like her? Oh, five, two. I'm going to say it's a five, two. Kind right. of a, so as the Saturday kids would say, Cecily I, I, Strong. Cecily, Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong's a six, three. Solid six, three funds. Mm. Uh, Amber Tamblin. Amber Tamblin. Amber Tamblin, the, the daughter of Russ Tamblin from West Side Story, folks. And Rita Moreno. And, and there you are. Amber Tamblin is, uh, I, I say, 6'3". Six, six Stevie points. Nicks. Stevie Nicks. In her, in her heyday, fantastic. 8'9". Lil' Kim. Solid 8'9". Lil' Kim? Kim? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 7'4". I'm going to say 7'4", again, in her heyday. Uh, Susan Sarandon. Again, in her heyday, was fantastic. Lovely breasts. 8'8". Eight, eight. Uh, Rosanna Arquette. Oh, hot as balls. We're going to go 9-1 on Rosanna Arquette from the early 80s. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams, Miss America. 9-7. Uh, come on. 9-7 and, and hot for 
40 years? I mean, come all on. Right. All right, you want you want you want full Hall of Fame credentials? Ready? Catherine Deneuve. That's a huge I'm gonna say uh nine nine four on a Catherine Deneuve. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about these women is you know they're easy because they got abortions. That's the beauty of it, is you'll be able to get in there. It's not even it's probably not even do they ha- Certainly, do they still have wine coolers? Do Bartles and James still make wine coolers? Uh, I think they're replaced by hard seltzer, Little Rock. You get them. What you do is you take you take one of these ladies and you get them about half of a Truly or a White Claw. One of those. Right, run through these. Good. All right, I'll just let's go lightning round here. Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly. I'll say seven three. Uh, Alyssa Milano. Oh, in her heyday, and Matt Gates would have loved her because that's pedophile city. Uh, eight nine. All right, over to the uh, the Brady household. Maureen McCormick. Uh, again, in her heyday, she's a solid eight. Uh, what do you? Th- Here's another Hall of Famer, Allie McGraw. Allie McGraw again, one of the most beautiful women of the world in the early seventies. Uh, mm. I'm going to say eight seven. Okay, <laughs> now, now enjoy this one, Sinead O'Connor. Uh, negative. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a, it's a, no, uh, three, six. Well, just be kind. Suzanne Summers. Oh, it's a nine, nine, six, yeah. nine, six Joan, all day. Joan Collins. Uh, Joan Collins again, back in her day, I'd say a solid, uh, eight, three, yeah. eight, three. And, uh, since we were going in alphabetical order at some level, we get to Z and we get the, uh, lady who's on Good Morning America doing the weather, Ginger Z. You know who she is? Oh, Ginger Z's hot, 9-2. Solid 9-2. Former, she's out of Chicago. They have some of the hottest weather people in the history of television, folks. All right, so Matt Gates, Yes. Made a broad, sweeping comment. Yes. That that people who are, are pro-choice and for freedom and for women to be able to control their own bodies, that he generalized and said the these are just ugly women, so who would want to, you know, them anyway? Right. Uh, now, would you, would you, the evidence is out there on the table, little Russ. Well, Not all women of, of that ilk are, are ugly. Well, you would just say that and put – I know least, you're, you're a big Matt Gates fan, but can you please just put this one to bed? It's, it's so, not – and plus, there uh, many of these women are th- – Four times the age that Matt Gates likes him, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure if we should follow this guy down to Pound Town, so to speak. Right. He's going to get right. plenty of chances at Pound Town and his his pretty face when he goes to jail for pedophilia. You know what they do to pedophiles in prison, folks? Yeah, yeah. All right, can, can, can we keep you here for a couple more minutes? I got a few other things to swing by you as we do the Brad and Brit cast on Tuesday. We're uh, within an hour or so of uh, Donald Trump's return to Washington for the first yes. time. Yes, since. He uh, triumphantly left on January 20th after the uh, election was, of course, stolen from him by the brilliant tactician Joe Biden, the guy who can't do anything right, apparently, except coordinate the most remarkable theft of an election in the history of the world. Your your, your thoughts on, on Donald Trump making possibly another run and returning to Washington today and continuing to just attack, attack, attack. And do you have any memories of his late wife, Ivana? I I, I do have some memories of Ivana. I'm glad you asked, folks. Uh, I never uh, I never had sex with her, but boy, did Ivana. <laughs> That's an old John Lovitch joke. 
That's a, that's a John Lovett said that one time on Saturday Night Live. Never gets old. Never. <laughs> Boy, did I, Ivana. Uh, uh, Ivana was a, a lovely woman, fantastic woman. And uh, after she got married, you have to really be impressed that she knew how to shut the fuck up. And that's what I was really impressed with her, and I'm glad she did all those years. And now, forevermore, she will be shutting the fuck up. Uh, Donaldus uh, Magnus. Headed back. He's headed to, folks, what has happened is he's heading to, I don't know if you heard the news, he's heading to the Pentagon. They've made an exception. They're going to bury him at Arlington when he dies because he's done such a great thing. Doesn't need to be a soldier. Doesn't need to be in the military. He's done such great things for this country. The military said, here, here's a plot of land for your rich ass uh, when, when you go tits up. Yes, he is going to be running again. He will be winning. And the libs are losing their minds, folks. I mean, they are just going insane. But the little, little Rush, you're a, you're a brilliant tactician, maybe the best that's ever lived. A lot of people think that. A lot of people think that you are solely responsible or at least one of the main architects of the ascension of the Republican Party in the, the post-Ronald Reagan era. You, you picked up the ball when Bush became president and, and uh, you know, George H.W. Bush, and you never stopped. And so w- with that in mind, what do you think of the current strategy of Democrats, the party, around the country throwing massive support to the furthest to the right Trumpiest candidate in primaries under the assumption that that candidate will be so odious in the general election that the Democrat will win. In other words, they're, they're, they're picking or helping to pick what they think is the weakest candidate for the general election in primaries. Some people think that's a brilliant strategy. Others are mortified by it. Uh, I've seen both both sides of it. What, what's your take? Because it, it's very Machiavellian. It's very Roger Stoney, as far as I can see. What do you think? Snurdly, can I take you back to 2008 in the summer of 2008? Hmm. A little thing that I came up with known as Operation Chaos. Does anybody remember this? Anybody remember this at all? I, I invented Operation Chaos. I, I remember the name. I, I can't remember what it was about, what, what it, it entailed. This is where I, uh, when they had open primaries, folks, I would uh, tell our voters, don't go vote in the Republican primary. Try to fuck up that Hillary versus Obama thing. That's what you should do. And that's all this is, is basically these people ripping off my Operation Chaos 14 years later, well after I'm dead, folks. Can I ask a question? What, yes. What, what were the instructions then? Because if it was to uh, nominate the black guy who could never be elected in a general election because America, uh, at least from your point of view, was uh, still wonderfully too racist to ever elect Obama, then the strategy backfired <laughs> because, because McCain might have been able to beat Hillary, I guess. But Obama just kicked kicked uh you know obama kicked john mccain's ass well so how did it, that work out so i guess what you're saying is the democrats d- be careful what you wish for it might they, come back at you that's exactly right they're, they're about to kick their own asses and they don't even know it i mean look at look at what we've got going we have such a tremendous candidate in herschel walker <laughs> folks there's never been a more qualified candidate for the united states senate 
doubt you're right. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz in the great Commonwealth of PA, folks. Fetterman looks like he's going to have a heart attack with his next step. I, I don't know if they go ahead and put, uh, I don't know if they, they put the Plavix in with his steak and cheese or what they do, but he looks he looks like a, a gargoyle crossed with a zombie, and he's going to go dead in about five seconds. As soon as we get a map, and show Dr. Oz how to get from Pennsylvania from to, to Pennsylvania from New Jersey. This race is over. J.D. Vance in Ohio, tremendous candidate, just destroying the competition. I mean, you are seeing some great candidates out there on the Republican side, folks, that are what, what, Excuse me, Little Rush. I don't know. Yes. I don't, I don't, know why don't I call me that I'm, asshole. I'm, I'm how dare you is. misname me? Sorry. Sorry. Uh, for, for what I've been reading the last few days, the Republican Party uh, is very, very upset with both Dr. Oz and J.D. Vance, Ohio and Pennsylvania, essentially saying they're not campaigning very hard. They're lazy. They're not Damn. out there. They're these taking it for granted. Now, what, what do you think of that? that? These are lamestream media stories, drive-by media stories. I haven't been able to use that one and run it in the ground since I died. That's another drive-by <laughs> story. Uh, it, it makes and, and, and it shows how scared they are. By the way, have you seen the babe that were running in uh, Arizona for governor. Have you seen oh, Miss, that girl? Miss Le- well, she hasn't won the primary yet. She, yeah, nonetheless, she's going to. Speak, speaking of people you'd like to pay for an abortion for. <laughs> right there. And Donald Trump went out there, Donaldus Magnus went out and gave a great speech. And then Mike Pence was uh, supporting a piece of cardboard. I, it was, I don't even know what was going on at the end. But Carrie Lake, my God, that's some fantastic stuff right there, folks. No, that's uh, you. You okay? Uh, and anything else crossing your your, your mind right here before we uh, yes, uh, turn it back to Brad and Britt? Shout out to my main man, Vince McMahon. Stay strong. We'll see you down here in a couple of years. Okay. All right. A uh, little rush. Special appearance today on the Brad and Britt cast, and wow. of course his uh, his Facebook page is as active as ever always and you, you can text him call him He's sitting there just taking calls taking really calls does. and just taking calls having lunch with roger ailes in hell yeah 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 all right uh let's see here uh well we, we'll do a quick mention here of uh tony dow uh, mm-hmm. wally cleaver on uh, yeah. leave it to beaver and he had a pretty good uh pretty good run after that show was over too. He did a lot of things he did a lot of guest stuff did some directing uh, the, the usual kind of thing. Seventy-seven. Uh, so the only person left from that show, leave it to Beaver, is Jerry Mathers as the Beaver. Uh, I think just about everybody else is gone. Eddie Haskell. I don't think Eddie Haskell is still with us, right? The guy that be- he became a cop. He did. Yeah, he was actually yeah a patrol cop. That I think in Southern California. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, by the way, it, 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 I don't know if Little Rush was a fan of that show. I bet he was. But uh, you know, Barbara Billingsley, she had it going on. Oh, you yeah. know they tried. Oh, they tried yeah. to nineteen fifties mom her, but uh, you couldn't hide it. You could not hide that, right? Oh no, no. She, I mean, that was like the, the she had the the mom next. I mean, like the milf category. You think Pornhub just came out with that? No, no, that was that was there. Donna that was Reed. all those years ago. Yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Donna Reed was fantastic. You know, the girl next door kind of situation. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Tony Dow. All right, Hitler's hungry franchise is thriving 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 mm-hmm. uh this one's worth a run because it's one of those that really doesn't it's not 
it's not a breaking news kind of thing, but it's there. It's always there because the the uh, the Fox News gang, Tucker Carlson in particular, is leading his uh, group of morons who think he's a truth teller down the primrose path in trying to position the country of Hungary as a great model for what the United States could be if it became an authoritarian, uh, semi-democratic dictatorship um victor orban is the guy who's the president there and they've actually now held what the a, a cpac conference in hungary i mean they're all in on it right yeah they, this, they flew over they flew over there and had a conference over there you know, you know you know have you ever been invited to a destination wedding i haven't no me either no not not where like okay everybody we're, we're going to uh cancun right for Bahamas. our wedding yeah. You're, you're invited to to spend, you know, God knows what on. Uh, Thanks. You just handed me a bill. You just handed me a bill for three thousand dollars. Thank you. Right. I really so, appreciate it. So, like, it was like a destination CPAC conference, right? Jesus, yeah. It's the same shit you would get if you had it in, in your city, but instead you get the the pleasure of uh, overpaying to see it over there. Well, look, All I right. mean, you can, you can say what you want to about uh, about Joe Biden, but the American dollar is remaining very strong against international currency. So your spending power in Hungary has got to be great. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's certainly worth it to, to completely destroy the world economy. That's sure. worth it. No. All right. Um, Viktor Orban, the prime minister of Hungary, is uh, taking shit, and rightfully so. He was uh, in Romania on Saturday, and he says that countries where Europeans mix with non-Europeans, quote, Here's the direct quote. They are no longer nations. They are nothing more than a conglomeration of peoples. In the Carpathian Basin, we are not mixed race, referring to his own country. And he's referring to parts of Romania, Croatia, Slovakia, Serbia, Ukraine, and other neighbors. We're willing to mix with one another, but we don't want to become mixed race, predicting a decade of uncertainty and fear and the decline of the West. Sound familiar? Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty uh, Hitlerian. Once you start with the old race mixing and uh, who's better and who's who's worse, just based on racial characteristics. Um, the largest Jewish organization in Hungary is demanding a meeting with Orban. The Central European Division of the American Jewish Committee warned of the danger of stigmatizing and prioritizing ethnicities many consider orban who was accused of eroding media freedoms and judicial independence he's accused of it because he's done that (laughs) (laughs) enabling corruption and nepotism because he's done that and attacking lgbtq people in hungary accused of that because he's done that He is considered to be the face of the new wave of authoritarianism and a pioneer in the new approach to anti-democratic rule. It's an all-new approach to the same old shit, according to the Associated Press. And he has become a hero to segments of the Republican Party. He is to rub elbows with former President Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and other conservative figures next month at another cpac conference this time in take a guess take a guess it's not in hungary what's the next best thing to how about texas texas that'll work for you sure it'll be in dallas that's at the next one 
and he is scheduled to speak there. Uh, just think about the idea that the main confab for conservatives, which they hold several times a year now, that used to be a once a year thing, wasn't it, Britt? Yep. Remember that was oh, once yep. now apparently it's every every six weeks because it's well, it's that good. The ideas are, are coming so strong and so fast. But but think of it, they have to have a foreign leader speak at what I would think to be a domestic political. Co- you would think that's creepy. That's creepy shit. Well, no, it's not only. I mean, it's very dangerous and all. I mean, like when Tucker Carlson took his fucking show over there, you're like. Really? And nobody and nobody at Fox goes, I don't I don't think we should do they that. liberal. What about when Conan O'Brien went to Cuba? What about that? <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. Uh the head of CPAC, that asshole Matt Schlapp, okay, said what we like about him is that he's actually standing up for the freedom of his people right. against the tyranny of the European Union. Let me just expand on that. Uh, uh Hungary is not on board with defending Ukraine at all against the Russians. The the Hungarian, the Orban view of what's going on there is just fucking give Putin what he wants and let's have a little bit of peace and let's get that natural gas flowing again. Come on! That's the Orban view. And by association, that would be really the Republican view, unless you're willing to directly answer the question when you're asked, which they would never be, which is, do you agree with Orban when he says, well, and of course, they, they wouldn't hear the question. They don't know who Orban is. Is that the vacuum cleaner, Orban? I don't I don't know what that is. I'm not sure. No, yeah. but, no, Tucker Carlson would say that exact same thing. He doesn't do it as much now, but in the opening stanzas of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, he would be like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Let Putin have what he wants to have. This doesn't have anything to do with me. Tucker would well, say that. You're right. And, and by the way, nothing has changed. Yeah, if I, any, mean, I think, well, I think no, they told him, I think they told him not to say it like every night. Like maybe just once every six weeks, say that. I think that maybe the folks at Fox have chimed in. I know you feel that way. We all know you feel that way. But yeah, maybe not every night. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, first thing I do when I win the lottery is buy you a pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, Alex Jones, I got your crisis actor shtick right here. Okay. And the Pelosi files. Let me do, uh, let's do the Mega Millions because everybody likes to dream, right? The Mega Millions, that jackpot is, what, is it up to 800 yet? Eight, uh, 810. 810, okay. 810. Here's the here's the spin on, on this one. We have a guy who owns a uh, fast food joint called Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Yeah, that's a great franchise. You got about 50,000 people working for him, so it's I guess it's pretty big. Where is that at? Is that in Baltimore? I, this is WBAL. He's yeah, he's he owns the franchise for that area. It's it's a national franchise, maybe out of Texas. I know that I it's not around here, but people who I mean I've seen TikToks and I've seen reels and stuff. People who who love this shit, they swear by it. I mean, it is like beyond Chick Fil A, beyond Popeyes. The faithfulness that they're pledging to I, this brand. Yeah, I think famous uh, chicken manager Gus Fring used to uh, to work at one of those. He did. He got his start there. Anyway, the guy who owns the uh, the whole company says he's going to buy the equivalent of one ticket for each of his fifty thousand employees. So that's two dollars. So that's a hundred grand. He's going to spend. Wow. 
so of course, if you have uh, fifty thousand tickets, you know, do the do the division on instead of one in three hundred million, you know, your odds are still not that great. But okay, he says if one of the tickets is the winner, everybody gets to share the prize, which at this point would be anywhere from uh, ten to uh, twenty thousand dollars after taxes and everything else. You know that that's such a great nothing. Yeah, because I mean, it's really nothing. But yeah. in terms of generating publicity for uh, your your restaurant, it's probably money well spent, don't you think? We're talking about it. Well, I want to taste the chicken. I want it, the chicken. It beats you know paying them a living wage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, well, but here's the problem: if if uh, uh, if you took th- that money and said, "All right, use it to pay a living wage," all right, everybody gets two dollars. So it doesn't quite work that way, but uh. Uh, it, apparently this was the Raising Canes was founded in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 1996. Revenue of one and a half billion dollars in 2020, Brad. Not a so joke. Th- no, now, isn't Popeyes out of Louisiana also? I think Popeyes is. Yeah, I believe Popeyes oh, is no, uh, headquartered out of there. Whoever owns them now, they're they're owned by somebody else. But they're one of the big conglomerates. Yeah. 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 Uh. All right, yeah, the, the odds you have right now, all of us, when you buy one ticket, it's one in 302.5 million. Oh, God. <clears throat> and uh, that's to win the big jackpot. To win just a million dollars, it's uh, just one in 12 million. Not bad. I ended up winning $4 on the last one, so I ended up paying for my ticket, for my tickets for tonight, basically. All right, we, we, uh, we promised... On the previous uh, Brad and Britcast, we would talk about uh, Vince McMahon and uh, WWE yes. and, yes. and uh, the, the end of his reign there. He's 77 years old. And apparently, uh, by the way, my, my bottom line on this is um, Harvey Weinstein. It's an, it's an equation, you math majors. Harvey Weinstein plus muscles equals Vince McMahon. Because it sounds like Vince McMahon has been paying off women to shut the fuck up for decades for decades fair yeah there, there seems to be there seems to be a trail um and and uh, for those of you that would like to, for us to get into more excruciating detail about that we'll do that in my other podcast which is called katie vick is alive alive with bryant williams we'll get into excruciating detail but uh yeah the the story broke yesterday that the reason that vince decided to quote unquote retire was because the sec was kind of looking into some malfeasance so you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind, and you don't fuck with the SEC, right? <laughs> you can you can do a lot of shit, but I don't care who you are if you start fucking with the SEC. It's funny you would bring that up. Last night, Jane and I watched uh, the the original behind the music, Jim Croce. Yes, tremendous performer. Damn I think his, I believe his I, I, I believe his son is doing a show in this area soon where he sings some of Jim's songs. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've seen the the kid was two, yeah, when the, when the plane crashed in 1972. So do the math; he's like 50, 52 now. Yeah, and he just he just started singing Jim Croce songs. It was, he, yeah, it's he very sad. stayed away on purpose for a long time, and and uh, I I sent him a text, and he he changed his mind. <laughs> but no, Jim Croce, the exact opposite of Vince McMahon, a, a very nice guy who apparently never raped anybody. Vince McMahon, an asshole billionaire. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out, I think, 
and there was an allegation at least of 30 years ago of him raping someone. Right now, he has – I don't know if you know, you've ever heard of this guy, the guy who represents Vince McMahon, who's been his lawyer. His name is Jerry McDivitt, and he is the very epitome of an asshole lawyer who you want on your side when you're in trouble. When Vince was going to go down to the steroid trial back 31 years ago, it was McDivitt that got his ass off the line, that, that, made, that made him uh, not guilty. But I don't think McDivitt's going to be able to save him this time. Once you start the, – the allegation, which sounds incredibly crazy to me, and I don't know if this happened or not, is that when he would pay the women off, he would then try to get reimbursed or get reimbursed from the company. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Does that sound – that is the most Trumpian thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that is the most Trumpian thing of all time. Okay. It's, it's very odd, but when you're a publicly held company, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know a lot about corporate America, but you can't do that. <laughs> so I I think there's going to be some more allegations that come out against him. And I think the Harvey Weinstein thing is going to hold out to be exceptionally true as you as you go forward. And I, I my other the other bold prediction, my hot take, and we can move on. He'll be dead in five years, maybe three. Cause without this in his life. He doesn't care about anything else. He doesn't care about taking his boat out to the Gulf and fishing. He doesn't care about traveling to the Parthenon. This was him and who he was. And now that it's out of his life, I think he'll have a pretty, pretty rapid decline. Does that mean by transference that we really need to reelect Donald Trump to save his life? Because he obviously has nothing going on either. There's a lot you know, there's a lot of similarities between Donald John Trump Sr. and Vincent Kennedy. When, when was Donald Trump put into the WWE Hall of Fame? About, About 20 years ago? Yeah, 15, like 15 years ago or something like that. The, and the, he will t- tell you the biggest pay-per-view they ever had, well, at that time, was when Donald Trump was in the main event with Vince McMahon, and Vince had to get his head shaved. They're very, very similar human beings. Mm. All right. Well, of course, we wish him all the best. Oh, no. I mean, he's being canceled. So, Just like Samantha Bee has been canceled. Her show was on TBS for seven years, and they said, that's enough. We're done. We're out. Um, you know, bring back the same name that I mentioned before. You know, they, they decided they were done with Conan O'Brien a couple years ago also. So I think this is a lock. Don't even think about betting against it. Samantha Bee will have a podcast hmm. in three, two, It'll be and it'll be great. Or you know, they'll you know Apple TV or Netflix or somebody will sign her up to do something. I mean, you she's see, fair. Over, she, you she's see Oberman's got a podcast. Is, is I did going see podcast too. And and he signed up with that liberal bunch over at iHeartRadio. Yeah. What the fuck, Keith? Yeah. Jesus, I right. get, get out of my face with that shit. No, uh, yeah, I think uh, Samantha B. In 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 the history of that show, when she was on the Daily Show, and then of course she did her own thing, and she left many years ago. But as far as that remote stuff that they used to do, which they were very good at and kind of they kind of reinvented the whole idea of that on The Daily Show. She was as good as anybody who ever did that, I think. She was good. She, she was good. fantastic. I mean, if you, you talk about what, that, I'll tell you what, seven, you, you know, you do a TV show for seven years. Sure. That puts you in. It's rarefied air under any circumstance. So it's not a. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. She'll she'll be fine. We're. We're rooting for for her. Uh, all right. 
Hey, Alex Jones, I got your crisis actor shtick right here. The uh, jury has been chosen and testimony begins today, today being Tuesday as we speak, in the civil trial against Alex Jones, former winner of the First Amendment Award at the Talkers Magazine convention. That's right. In, uh, I think it was like, what, 2011 or something like the fuck. I'm never going to get over that one. I'm never going to get over that. You you were there in person to see his idiotic yes, acceptance speech? Oh, yes, Jesus. I was. Okay, to, to explain it to you, Talkers Magazine is yeah. uh, uh, kind of the, the, the glue that's still left that people who are in talk radio read. You know, it's uh, where are the jobs? Uh, what's the latest gossip? Who's moved to what station? Here's a couple columns about which fucking topics to keep doing over and over again, how to take phone calls. Should you do phone calls right at the beginning of your show? Do you need to get right to what it, a, or can you all that? All right, what, it, what, do, you, do you think this internet and this satellite radio thing is a threat to radio or? Right, right. Talk radio, stronger than ever. Okay. Uh, uh, and it got to the point that they have conventions every yeah. year, of course, like you have to have. And they would give out, the First Amendment Award, to the one person who in the past year has shown the greatest courage in standing up for freedom of expression, blah, blah, blah. And and one of the years that I was there, I fucking give it to Alex Jones. Right. Okay? And and believe me, by 2011, to, you know, Alex Jones was already known for being the piece of shit that he is now, that he improved upon his shittiness, through the decade yeah. uh, to the point where he was a, you know, a Sandy Hook truther and lied and claimed that there were no kids killed at, at Sandy Hook. And as you surely know, he has been sued. And today begins true judgment day to get out from underneath trying to not get broke financially by what it, he's already declared bankruptcy twice. Jesus. twice to try to, to get away from this. Um, the parents are saying now they're going to ask for about a hundred million in damages. Good. Because remember what he did. He, he spoke to his people out there, the idiots that, that watch him and named all the parents, named the kids. And these parents got harassed and attacked and threatened mm-hmm for lying about the deaths of their children. He went into excruciating detail with videos showing those kids who allegedly died, he said, uh, on in December uh, at that time. And then they showed Obama coming to visit Sandy to Newtown, Connecticut after that. And he said there were some of the same children that supposedly died in December that were with Obama. He would do things like that to show you. Because obviously if you're if you're orchestrating something like that, like Obama did, what you want to do is to make sure that you have the possibility of the same crisis actors in the same scenes. <laughs> that that's what he would do. I mean, it was, it was you can't imagine anything more hurtful than what this guy did. And I I, I don't I, no one has any mercy. Although the story is coming up now, he has some medical issues, Brad. His doctors right. uh, are that may preempt him from attending the trial. Yes, previously Alex Jones attempted to use bankruptcy protections to protect his assets. Oh, and I'm, I guess I need to be uh, updated myself here because I thought that was still in play. Those attempts were knocked down 
Mm. When a federal judge said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And that's why the lawsuit continued, and that's why we're at the point we are today. So I guess I was uh, wrong in thinking that I knew what I knew, which apparently I didn't know that. And so you have defamation cases in Texas and Connecticut. And uh, now it's just a question of how much he's going to have to pay. Now, Alex Jones, how much will you pay, as we like to say in late night TV? According to one of the two attorneys representing the families in Texas, and this is supposed to be about a two-week trial, we're very glad the day is here. We're looking forward to telling our clients' story. And uh, Alex Jones, as you mentioned, uh, having medical issues. Yes, he's sick to his stomach over the idea that he's going to be fucking made a broke, poor piece of shit who's going to be living back under a bridge, selling his fake medical supplements and muscle-building shit off of a cardboard table under I-35 in Dallas. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, it's very possible he could have done to him, and rightfully so by the justice system, what was done years ago to, I believe it was the United Clans of America, right, uh, out, out there when they were taking apart the Ku Klux Klan um, in some of those cases. Because uh, th- this is it. You, you don't come, if you get a gigantic judgment like this. You're sorry. You're, you're, you're sunk. There's no insurance that's going to pay it. There's, no. there's nothing. There's nothing to be done. And, and plus, your legal the way, bills, the legal bills you're racking up are killing you too. Just yeah, just yeah. That's on the front end. This on the back end. And believe me, there ain't going to be a GoFundMe page big enough to pay that one off. Right. It's not going to work. It's not going to work that way. Uh, and uh, let's see one more. Oh, the Pelosi files. Let's do the Pelosi files. All right, quickly we can do that. This is this is where this is a twofer. It's uh, Nancy Pelosi and her husband, Paul Pelosi, recovering from the uh, car accident he was Mm -hmm. recently in. Uh, If this isn't the all time reddest flag to ever go up in the history of the world, I don't know what is. But here you go. Headline. More Republicans back Nancy Pelosi on Taiwan trip. That's right. Nancy Pelosi says she wants to visit Taiwan. Our good friends. Uh. You know, they're the non-communist Chinese on that, that island, Taiwan. And uh, it's a very successful, capitalistic, largely free society. They do all the right things. And uh, what's happened here is uh, Democrats say, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Because the Chinese on the big China, part of China, are saying, if she fucking comes over here, we're going to march into that island and take it over. Fuck you. Don't we, we want that. Don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. So the Republicans are saying, go, Nancy, go, go, Nancy, go. And the Democrats are saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold it up here. When Newt Gingrich is your number one cheerleader. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi. Right. You might want to rethink what you're doing. I'm not saying cave into the Chinese here and, and, and just don't go. But kind of reconsider how this is being done, how it's being fashioned. Uh, if it's a place, for instance, this would be my this is off of, it's off of my head. I'm not reading this anyway. If it's a place that Joe Biden would never, ever, ever go to, no American president has ever gone to Taiwan. Never it hasn't happened. Remember, Nixon didn't go to Taiwan. <laughs> he went to. Beijing, because that was gonna that would that would piss off the Chinese. <laughs> um, 
So the Republicans want her to do this. The Republicans think, well, if she goes there, then the Chinese will cause all kinds of problems, and then we'll blame Biden for that, and that'll help us in the midterm election. I mean, what right. do they think? What yeah. are they thinking that the short-term value of this is? All right, I I, I just don't get it. Well, bad news for America is good news for Republicans. I mean, that's that's all that is, right? All right. Well, we'll, we'll watch that story because that one's a that's got a lot of, a lot of intrigue running in all different directions. It's kind of worth paying attention to and one more we have uh nancy pelosi's husband who looks like he may be in trouble here for insider trading oh and, uh, by association you know nancy pelosi also uh paul pelosi in the year 2020 beat the remember 2020 was not what you call a great year okay it was the most turbulent year you can imagine remember that was right in march when the market went straight down uh, when when COVID exploded, right, and uh, it came back up fairly fairly quickly, but that was it was a messy year. It was. And, but the, at the end of the year, at the end of 2020, Pelosi's husband had beaten the market, as measured by the S and P 500, by 14 percent. Okay, nobody beats the market by 14 percent in a normal. It just it is a, a normal person. Okay, there's always somebody out there that, that's doing, but uh, anyway, substantially perform. All right, um, and according to an analysis uh, by the New York Post, which of course is a very trustworthy outfit, the Pelosi's have made about thirty million from trades involving big tech companies that Nancy Pelosi is responsible for regulating. Now, that language to me is a bit stretchy. Okay, mm. because Nancy Pelosi doesn't regulate mm. tech companies. Nancy mm. Pelosi doesn't pass laws. She she just doesn't do that. So that's kind of a stretch right there. Would you not agree? I agree. That's that's some wiggle language. Okay. And here's another one that they're trying to point to uh, right now. Right now. Uh, in June. In June, and I know where this stock is because I own a little bit of it, not this much, believe me. Uh, in June, Pelosi bought five million in options, which is equal to about twenty thousand shares of Nvidia. You know, the big semiconductor giant, the biggest one. If you have a if you have a computer, and you look at the uh, thing that says what your computer's, it'll say Nvidia in there. It's always it's everywhere, um, and. They're trying to make the point that he made a ton of money based on inside information that they were about to try to pass this legislation that you're hearing about, that Joe Biden is talking about, that very well could pass to grant the semiconductor industry um, all this money to, uh, to help them out to build plants here in the United States to build semiconductors, $52 billion, including the giant plant that Intel wants to build outside of Columbus, Ohio, which they're saying if this bill doesn't pass, the plant we're going to build is going to be a lot smaller, a lot fewer people to be hired. But the, So the charge here is that Pelosi, the husband, Paul, knew ahead of time that this legislation was 
about to be passed, about to be voted on. And he exercised 200 call options on NVIDIA. The day that he did that, the stock closed at 158. And uh, about five weeks later, it was at 173.19. And you know what that means? Fucking nothing. All right. <laughs> NVIDIA, NVIDIA was up in the 300s. All right. It's gone into the shitter with every other semiconductor stock. I know that because I have NVIDIA stock that went into the shitter. Okay. And it got down into the, the low 150, maybe the high 140s. So 158. And on Friday, July 22nd, it, it was at 173. Just in the last two days, right? Okay. That was Friday, July 22nd. We're on the 25th today. It's, it's already back down, probably another 10. That's bullshit. It's just bullshit. Okay, he didn't know anything. Everybody knew that this legislation was out. That wasn't inside information. Mm-hmm. It wasn't inside information. And he certainly, Nancy Pelosi doesn't have inside information on whether the Senate is going to pass. She doesn't know. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that's kind of a bullshit line, too. Okay, the, the, the issue to me is broader than that. It isn't specific. They're going after Pelosi because she's Nancy Pelosi. Exactly. But. They shouldn't be able, and nobody in the family of uh, anybody that's in Congress should be able to be trading individual stocks. They just shouldn't be able to do it. At best, at best, they should be allowed to own broad index funds. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I think that, yeah, what would be wrong with that? I I think that's a great rule. And and even that is questionable because you can do market timing. You can, but if you're in information of, of remarkable amounts yeah, but if it's the, the of the market but but if it's, it's the S&P general, index if it's something like that you know sure but uh, uh, I mean to me that's the issue but the, the, we know what this is this is a setup this is a setup for after November because if the Republicans take the house you can just see that they'll hold hearings on this yeah this will be the worst they thing will ever. This will be be Benghazi, too. Yeah, Benghazi. By the way, as if Republicans, and this is definitely, and I usually hate to hear this from anybody else, but in this case, it is true. This is they all do it. They they really all do do it. Well, it's not that they all do it. We have the biggest fucking uh, 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 guy in our state, Richard Richard fucking Burr, who's going to get away with it. Okay. Um, The Republicans actually are much, much worse at it. I mean, and much better at it, but much more egregious at it, I guess would be how I would put that. 